All right, uh, it's time now for Michael Graham in Atlanta, um, who is now reaching 13-year-old children in Ireland. This is deeply worrying, Graham. Happy birthday to you. I'm doing my best Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Elderly Gentleman. Yes, I got a letter from, uh, can I say his whole name? I don't know how the Irish radio rules work here. Yeah, yeah, why not, Jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. To Mr. Graham, my name is Rory Lawler. I'm a 13-year-old Irish conservative. I would say that I'm your number one fan. I listen to you and agree with you on everything. I love politics, and you are the person who got me interested. I have two requests. The first one is not to insult all European conservatives by calling us Euroweenies. We are not all liberals. Well, if you're not a liberal, you're not a Euroweenie, uh, Rory, so you're okay. Uh, my second request is to give me a shout-out on the natural truth as it would mean the world to me. I would also like to know your opinion of President Dwight Eisenhower. That's not a question you get often from 13-year-olds, George. <laughs> no, Versus Siri, Royally Lawler of County Laois, Ireland. Whatever that is. Stradbally? Stradbally? That's very good, Tab. Yeah, that's very So good. that was very cool. So, Rory, you have shouted out. But speaking of President Eisenhower, come on, George, you were, what, 40 when Eisenhower was president? What do you think? Well, he was he he spent a lot of time playing golf in in the White House. He so also he also allowed um, the Russians take over Berlin and uh, reduce huge numbers of Germans to East Germany forever. When if he'd have made a real go at it, uh, he could have kept the Russians out of Berlin. Anyway, uh, I'm not a fan, and and he don't, beat, Rory, don't he, beat him, Rory. he beat a really good guy. The, 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 oh, the, please. Stevenson, Adlai Stevenson. He was yeah. Stevenson would have let Russia keep all of Germany <laughs> and would have been happy to give him half of France, too. George, you're so whatever the Irish. I don't I, I need to learn some more Irishisms. You're f- so full of the shillelagh or you've, you've bitten the leprechaun, whatever it, you you you're you're full of it, George. Is what you are. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the tells the food that that housing idiot you just had on. <laughs> I think the best way to have more housing is for the government to confiscate the housing that's already making money. You know, that way people will want to invest in future housing. Are you an idiot? You want more housing? Let people make money off of housing, and then they will invest more, and they'll open more housing units, and there'll be more in the marketplace, and people will have housing. God, where do you find these people, George? Mandatory purchase orders? Compulsory purchase? Oh, you mean confiscate? Well, who do you, who are you interviewing? Donald Trump? Where'd you find this fascist? Jeez. <laughs> You can't say that sort of stuff on Irish radio. You can't? can call them names on Irish in American radio, Uh-oh. but you can't call yeah. them names over here. Okay, uh, to that, to that, uh, that that guy who was just on that member of the of the doll. I apologize for calling you that offensive word, Donald Trump. It won't yeah. happen again. Or no brand, yeah, from Sinn Féin. No, I, I did, no, because you're not familiar. Let me explain. The, the thing is, there are people living in these houses. Mm. They can pay their rent. There's no sure. problem paying their rent. But the thing is that it's the guy who owned the houses in the first mm. place has now defaulted. Right. So some smart guys have come in, bought the, all these houses cheap. Right. And then they're going to sell them for a ton of money of and kick all the people out of right, the house. Right, exactly. And they're <laughs> going to take all that wealth that they're going to make selling somebody 
something that they want to buy at a price they want to pay. I know this is a crazy concept in Europe anymore. And that's going to result in profits that they will then use to buy more properties, rehab those properties, put more properties on the market, including properties that will be turned into rental properties that other people can buy. Then there'll be more properties. Uh, what happens to the people? Will go up and the supply will go up and the price will come down. And people will be better off as a whole because of capitalism as usual. Uh, you see, the problem in America, there's subtle difference. There is a subtle difference. You actually don't have a problem. I saw it. You go to Washington, D.C., and there in, in Washington, D.C., in one of the most beautiful squares in Washington, D.C., all you see is homeless people sleeping in the streets. When we, when, when I went to San Francisco, a uh, right. hundred meters from the main drag, there are people sleeping homeless. You don't have a problem with that, essentially. We have a slightly different view, and I think we're right to have that slightly different George, view. George, the mayors and city councils of San Francisco and Washington, D.C., Republicans or liberal Democrats? I can guess. Exactly. Of course they are. You want, you, when you go to Texas run by Republicans, you don't have that. What you have are, the, are, are six of the ten fastest growing cities in America because they let people create wealth and that wealth creates opportunity and more people do better. Do some people do badly? Yes. Some people suck. Some people are stupid. Some people are lazy. Some people just have bad luck. But the goal is the most people with the most happy. And that's what we do. But you want everybody to be miserable equally. That's the Euroweenie vision of the world. So don't listen, Rory. Work hard. Create wealth. Make yourself and other people happy. You'll be much better off. All right. Um, you, I mean, golf is a bit of a mystery to you. But Oh, um, no, no, no. I broke 100 one time, George. You know, that's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of clubs. Um, I played golf a lot as a kid in South Carolina, and I just realized I was never I, – I was as bad the first round I played as I was the last round I played. I'm just yeah. one of those people who's – Now, there are a number of clubs um, – particularly famous clubs like Port Marnock here in Ireland and Muirfield in Scotland, which is on the rotor for the Open Championship. So it's a big deal, sure. right? It's like Hazeltine or or these places in America. But uh, Augusta National, the greatest Augusta golf National. course in the world. Augusta but National. even Augusta National now allows women in. The Muirfield yeah, finally... doesn't, so they're not getting the, the championship anymore. Well... I mean, to me, you know, it's private clubs, do what you want. I have no problem with private. I don't either. I don't either. But I don't know if you've heard what's happened in in Harvard. Harvard has had, since its founding, these things called study clubs, which, as you know, George College, study clubs do no studying. I mean, guys get together and they drink and they cause trouble and they write funny stuff for the Lampoon magazine. Uh, Well, then Harvard was went co-ed. And so a group of women's study clubs started. So women at Harvard outraged. These study clubs are, you know, patriarchal oppression. You've got to break down these walls of, you know, exclusion. So Harvard announces that they're going to punish people who are in these single sex clubs. And after a couple of days, when the news trickles out, someone notices, hey, wait a minute. This means all single sex clubs, including the women's clubs. And now the same women who are demanding that the men's clubs be dismantled go, we deserve our safe spaces. We want our single sex clubs back. And they honestly, George, will look you in the eye and say there's nothing hypocritical about saying guys can't have single sex groups, but women can. And that's astonishing to me. Of course, there are no women at Harvard. Uh, Yes, there are women at Harvard. No, they're at Radcliffe. They actually call it a different name. 
Whatever. It's the same thing, George. I know it's it is. Campus, I'm only, I'm only, just, in the, just to be accurate, just to be accurate, Radcliffe is the female version of Harvard. Okay. Well, but anyway. it's like I am, if somebody wants to get, I have never understood this. If a bunch of people want to get together who are like-minded because, because they're Catholics, they're black, they're Republicans, they're men, they're women, whatever they are. Right. If they want to get together and form a club that they can be members of, then in my view, they're absolutely entitled. However, in the case of Muirfield, which then uh, is hosting a major championship, and this is the problem that Augusta faced, when you then are hosting a major championship in which television mm-hmm. can call sure. the shots and all this, then if you want your special club and but you're not going to have the television golf, that's fine. But if you want to have a club, your kind of club, I think you should be entitled to it. But this is what's interesting to me is when did we become so intolerant? You know, the liberals used to be tolerant, but their tolerance is over. They will now not intolerate. They will not tolerate anything with which they do not agree. Their premise of free speech is you're free to say stuff that we like. And they will only tolerate things. I'll tolerate anyone who agrees with me. Who cares if the club excludes women? Who cares? It's just a different club. And if you want to protest it, if you want to have the good moral self-righteousness of walking around with your little sign outside and protesting, fine. But seriously, who gives a crap? It's, it's tragic. Meanwhile, in the United States, we can't even figure out who you would exclude or not because we can't figure out who the boys or, or girls are. I assume you saw the story, George, of the woman who was at the uh, uh, clothing store and she went back in the dressing room to try on a dress and there was a guy back there. And so she comes down and goes, holy crap, there's a guy back there. And the store tells her, and this is a direct quote, George, he's identifying as a woman Absolutely. today. I said this, funny enough, uh, on, on television on Tuesday. I mean, if you say... I'm a woman, then you're entitled to go to the ladies' loo. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, but my favorite part was he said, quote, I'm identifying as a woman today. Well, <laughs> today. <laughs> so next Thursday, who knows? All right. And this is, this now, is, no, no, there's a New York Times story, George. I'm not making this up that refers to a man and what he needs to do to handle. And I'm not, I don't want to get near Irish problems, but lady uh, hygiene things. And it says, so he has to decide where to, you know how to dispose no, no, of yeah, his. No, don't go there. Don't go. But there. I'm so, so the I, who is stupid enough right, to no. talk about a man having that condition? Right. It, it, obviously, it's irrational on its face. That's the level of stupidity that the left All is right. demanding. What you is what I'm far stupid. more interested in. Is I told you Trump was going to win. I told you Trump was going to be president, <laughs> and he's now winning in the opinion polls. Wow. Who could have imagined that Hillary Clinton Me. as a candidate would stink this bad? Who would have imagined that she would be this awful? Now, he's still going to lose. He's going to lose badly. No, he's no, going to lose not. in a blowout. No, yes, not. he is. Yes, he is. But the only reason why he's winning right now is because Hillary is still in a theoretically contested primary. So she's getting beaten up by Bernie Sanders people, and she's getting beaten up by uh, Trump people. Once she's the nominee officially, the Bernie Sanders people get on board the same way most Republicans, not all, thank God, have gotten on board with Donald Trump. And so then it'll reduce back to the usual numbers. Right now, the Democratic Party is plus 20 over the Republican Party when it comes to people saying, do you like the Republicans or the Democrats? They're plus 20. 
But uh, what do you mean they're plus 20? What does that mean? Uh, that means that uh, 20% more Americans have a favorable view of the Democratic Party than they do the Republican Party. The number of people willing to call themselves Democrats in public is 20% higher than the number of people willing to yeah, call but themselves Yeah, but that means It's the lowest it's been since no, Reagan. But that means nothing because yes, when you No, because when you vote, you're not in public. And uh, what the, people do in, in voting booths is very often completely different from their publicly held position. George, Donald Trump's uh, insanity, ignorance, and buffoonery do not represent the majority of the American people. Well, a lot of people now, listening to you think they do. Now, Hillary's I co- she open corruption, Hillary's open corruption, hypocrisy, and ineptitude don't reflect them either, but they're closer to where the American people are. Donald Trump will not, assuming that Hillary you know, doesn't get arrested or something, Donald Trump will not be the president. No. Uh, the thing is, there's never been a contest in my lifetime mm-hmm. between two people for the presidency of the United States who were equally disliked. That's never happened in my lifetime. It's never happened ever in modern polling. You've never had modern polling where both people were unpopular with 60% of the population, which is why... Everyone, uh, the, the the buzz here in the media because they love Trump and they can't wait for Trump to lose to Hillary and, and he makes them ratings. So it's a two for, for the media. They keep trying to squash this idea of an independent candidate. But we just had a poll come out this week that if an independent candidate shows up, showed up tomorrow, he or she would start with 20 percent of the vote and bring both Hillary and Trump down into the low 30s. It would be a competitive race. The first but who is day. Who, who's who's an independent candidate? Exactly. That is the question. Who's got the guts to stand up? For conservative no, not guts. Money, money. No, no, Who's no. Got the well, money? Well, they, wait, first of all, it's got to start with guts, and then you find the money. But right now, it, it is a moment when small L liberalism, when the ideals that Europe abandoned decades ago to tribal politics, but still thrived here in the U.S., are now under full assault. And a small L liberal champion has not arisen and they may not. And this may be it. And we may have the ugliest campaign and the ugliest outcome. And, you know, as you've seen the past eight years, George, in Syria and in Ukraine and in Central America, uh, when America doesn't lead, the world gets worse. But that's why that's why that Obama is the best thing going for Trump, because Obama has actually made America look weak. Obama, this thing is I'll talk to all our enemies and I'll do this, pulling out of Afghanistan and leaving it in worse state than it was before. Uh, Obama is, is, is just a bad president. And. Trump is coming around and saying, listen, we won't be weak guys anymore. Under me, we'll be different. I think that's a huge plus. But, uh, here's Sanders. Sanders is a complete nutcase. <laughs> Sanders, no, he's like all extreme left-wingers. He doesn't cast any of the plans. So he's got an idea of free this, free this, right. free this, but I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. But, George, let's go back to Trump and weakness. Remember, Trump's foreign policy is weaker 
than Obama's. Not only will Trump allow ISIS to spread across the Middle East, but he's already calling into question our commitment to NATO. He's already saying, hey, maybe we need to end this. Who needs a NATO? I mean, he's he's spoken admirably uh, in admiring terms of Putin and the Chinese uh, oligarchs. I mean, it's, so Trump is going to be even worse for the world, more isolationist, more, you know, sucks to be you than we have under Barack Obama. Hey. By the way, uh, uh, President Obama is going to Hiroshima and every sane American is terrified that he's going to do what we all know he wants to do and apologize to the Japanese for America committing the greatest act of peace in the history of humanity. He's going to take that great moment when America saved more lives and did more for the world in, in, in three days than any other country. And he's going to turn it into a disgrace by apologizing. He says he's not. He has pledged to not apologize. But then again, he said all kinds of things. Yeah. So. The good news for you, when you broadcast from Drogheda and brought the city to a halt um, <laughs> all those years ago, that's, yes. Joe Biden's coming to County Lad. So but Joe, the, Joe will be in um, in Ireland next month. Yeah. And uh, I'm... His you can, ancestral you can have him. home. You can keep him, please. <laughs> no no reason to send him back. No, I like Joe. Uh, he's whatever. He, he's your crazy uncle. Uh, that you know, you love to get a couple of extra drinks in him and and have a good time. All but right, no one now, takes him seriously. Now, listen. I hope you're making plans. You're the captain of the yes. Georgia Tech golf team that will be playing in the Gateway Challenge here uh, when the American football comes on in September. So, Can't wait. Uh, the Lingus Football Classic. You're going to be captain of Georgia and I'm captain of Ireland. Fantastic. I'm warming up my mashy niblick even as we speak, George. <laughs>